This is the Illumina Genomics Podcast. Hi, and welcome to episode 11 of the Illumina Genomics Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Broman, and I'm a scientific liaison here at Illumina. Every podcast, I interview top scientists whose work in genomics is shaping the way we think about science and our world. According to the U.S. National Library of Medicine's Genetic Testing Registry, there are currently about 10,000 conditions that can be identified using genetic tests. Scientists are also discovering clinically relevant biomarkers at an increasing rate, necessitating multiple gene testing for certain diseases, like some cancers. Next-generation sequencing, or NGS technology, has advantages over traditional genetic testing technologies, including massively parallel sequencing capabilities and relatively low cost. The cost of the ultimate genetic test, sequencing an individual's entire genome, has decreased rapidly and may eventually fall to $100. Today, I'm at the Helsinki office of Blueprint Genetics, a genetic knowledge company that provides comprehensive genetic testing services. I'm here with Dr. Samuel Mulukangas, co-founder and chief technology officer at Blueprint Genetics and adjunct professor of genetics at the University of Helsinki. Samuel develops high-throughput sequencing technologies, including oligonucleotide selective sequencing, or OSSeq, the technology upon which Blueprint Genetics was founded. He began our interview by discussing Blueprint Genetics, genetic testing, and the creation of OSSeq. Blueprint Genetics, uh, we're working on inherited disorders, so we're using sequencing to, to find mutations behind uh, inherited disorders and, and then give a, a diagnosis for the patients about what kind of disease they have and what is the clinical follow-up based on the mutation finding. So Blueprint uh, was founded in uh, 2012, so we're a relatively young company. Yeah, we started in Helsinki, uh, but actually the DNA of the company goes back to Stanford and California. So I was a postdoc in Stanford uh, from 2009 to 2011. I worked in uh, Stanford Genome Technology Center in the research group of Hanley G. So my background is actually I'm a, I'm a scientist. Uh, I did my PhD on uh, gastric cancer and, and uh, molecular genetics of, of gastric cancer. Uh, so I moved to Stanford to do a uh, research on oncology and, and, and really the focus was to apply next generation sequencing for clinical applications, clinical research and cancer research. So during my postdoc I worked on developing the sequencing systems that would really be particularly uh, applicable in clinical, clinical use. So during that time I developed the test uh, or assay called oligonucleotide selective sequencing, so OSSeq. In Illumina-based NGS, DNA libraries are loaded onto a flow cell, which is a glass slide coated with a lawn of surface-bound oligos. The DNA fragments within the library are modified to contain specific adapters at their ends. These adapter sequences are complementary to the surface-bound flow cell oligos, allowing the library DNA to be captured by the flow cell. The captured DNA is then sequenced using sequencing by synthesis, or SBS, technology. In OSSeq, the flow cell surface is modified by using oligos that contain complementary adapter sequences as well as target capture sequences. 
This allows specific DNA fragments to be captured directly onto the flow cell. Basic idea is, is pretty simple. So regular targeted sequencing is based on hybridization and library prep in the lab to, to enrich the specific targets from the genome and put that enriched enrich material onto the uh, sequencing system. But what we did in Hanley's group was we uh, modified the flow cell to contain a specific oligonucleotides that would capture targets from the uh, DNA library. So basically using the Illumina system for both capturing and sequencing. So we just added uh, some uh, primers onto the flow cell that would uh, contain target-specific sequences and modify one of the mobilized primers to contain these target sites and, and then use the flow cell to capture specific uh, regions and extend out and then perform directly into the basic Illumina. Basically just uh, automated the whole enrichment hybridization step into the sequencing machine and it made it really robust, uh, high quality. Uh, obviously we could shorten the time spent in the lab and, and reduce some of the costs in the in the preparation so that kind of uh, hit the spots for, for using it for clinical work to be rapid and, and low cost and really high quality. OSSeq was the technical breakthrough that enabled low cost yet high quality NGS-enabled diagnostic sequencing. Samuel collaborated with clinical scientists Taro Pekka Alastalo and Juha Koskenbuo to apply this NGS-based technology to clinical diagnostics. Taro Pekka and Juha are co-founders of Blueprint Genetics, and they currently serve on the management team. I also met a couple of other postdocs in Stanford, Taro Pekka and Juha, who, who are medical doctors, and they were working on molecular genetics of, of cardiovascular diseases. So they had immediately a lot of ideas. So how, how could you apply this new technique to answer clinical questions in particular? And putting these two ideas together, commercializing the technology and then the clinical applications that it could be really usable. That's what we built the assays on, but obviously we've kind of developed the company much further. So we developed the assays and the whole clinical concepts and bioinformatics and data analysis applications and all the commercial commercial sides. So, but, but that was the kind of the leading idea, so how to commercialize the technology and the ideas in clinical. Samuel described how external research collaborations was key for Blueprint Genetics in both developing the NGS-based diagnostics workflow and validating the technology in cardiovascular medicine applications. Blueprint Genetics has now expanded their diagnostic work into additional medical areas. I think most of our, our early, uh, early research was on cardiology. So we were really interested in doing research. So we've collaborated with several clinicians and researchers in order to provide just basic science. We've done studies on cardiovascular diseases, cardiomyopathies, pulmonary her uh, arterial hypertension. So basic idea has been that we've collected a sample set and it's both uh, good for the company to validate the technology, get it published and show how it works and how it can be applied uh, as well as really discovering the mutation uh, frequencies and what mutations are behind these diseases. We did cardio for a few years. We were quite happy that customers liked what we were doing. We were getting really good feedback. We're kind of happy about the technology and we understood how the market works. So felt that, okay, we're ready to expand this. So instead of cardio, we expanded to 20 other medical specialties. Most of Blueprint Genetics customers are located in Scandinavia, but their success is attracting customers from around the world, including North America. 
So Nordics is a big market for us. We're also growing quite well in Canada. So Canada is actually now, now a big market for us. We have a good relationship with the Canadian clinics and the US is also picking up. We have a team based in, in San Francisco and so we started started a year ago and, and now we're kind of seeing it. American American customers are also also finding blueprints. So that's been quite nice to see. According to the 2017 California Life Sciences Industry Report, more than 287,000 people are directly employed by more than 3,000 life science companies in California. California is also the top U.S. state for attracting life science venture capital, with $4.4 billion invested in 2016 alone. Basically, it's a terrific place to start a biotech company. But for Samuel, California wasn't meant to be. Instead, he found success starting Blueprint Genetics in Finland. One objective to move to California was I really wanted to also get exposed to the business and, yeah, and, and the entrepreneurship, which is such phenomenal uh, opportunities in California. And I guess moving into Finland, there's, I mean, we had a lot of uh, family-related reasons for, for moving back. And my parents were, or my father was, uh, was, was sick, so kind of getting the family back here was kind of like like uh, race against time. But moving back, uh, back to Finland, I kind of originally thought that, okay, now the company idea was kind of, Maybe it wasn't wasn't meant to happen because <laughs> it kind of would have been would have been have to be done in in California. But originally started here as researchers and started a group uh, group here. But things started to steer towards the direction that maybe we could we could start the company in Finland as well. And it's been a good decision. And and you also mentioned it. I mean, there's a lot of great people, so we've been able to recruit really really great team. The first human genome was sequenced in 2003. Now, it took about 15 years to complete it, and it cost about $3 billion. Today, using NGS technology developed by Illumina, sequencing a human genome takes less than two days and costs about $1,000. This year, Illumina introduced a new NGS platform with a new sequencing architecture that should one day enable a $100 genome. Samuel believes that these developments will drive clinical diagnostics toward whole genome sequencing in the future. I think the news about the $100 genome, that really, that was really something that put a pin on the map that it's coming. That's a big change and kind of having a clear road towards that cost structure is something really opening a lot of opportunities and transitioning the whole field, I would say. So that is, that is a really, really powerful driver kind of development towards that. So do you see the field of, opening more towards whole genome sequencing? Yes, I, I, I would say that that's kind of a, kind of the end game is, is going to be there. And uh, how different different applications then are possible that there's a lot of opportunities opening up once, mm-hmm. once kind of that capabilities are within reach of diagnostics and health applications. Samuel and I discussed how computational and bioinformatics issues can be challenging but the main challenge for the team at Blueprint Genetics is interpreting the genomic sequence data to identify important information for clinicians and patients. To address this challenge, he and his team are partnering with IBM to build an artificial intelligence platform to identify clinically actionable variants from genomic data. I would say that, yeah, there are still computational and bioinformatics related 
issues. But I think still the biggest biggest challenge is the interpretation, and that's still uh, something that requires professional input. We're dealing with really complex problem and uh, identifying variants and uh, relating them to the literature, evaluating what's their role in this disease and how how could we help the patient and what can we say about it. So there's um, there's a lot of lot of that and. Our team of geneticists and, and clinicians who are doing this really doing a remarkable work and we've been able to push it to really efficient workflow and actually what we're now partnered up with uh, IBM to develop artificial intelligence or Watson-based approaches. We're developing a platform for automating some of the, some of the interpretation parts and really helping out the uh, geneticists to do their work more precisely and accurately and faster and that's really key. Uh, I mean, if the sequencing technology and the sequencing cost really unleashes the uh, wide applications, and I think this moves towards the interpretation. That's where, where I see that uh, we still need to do some trailblazing. I'm always interested in that intersection between science and technology and entrepreneurship and what draws scientists into entrepreneurship. Samuel clearly loves what he does at Blueprint Genetics, and he discussed some of the positives and negatives of starting a genetic testing company. I've had the time of my life doing this, so it's really, I love research, and but this past five years, really exciting new adventures. So I, I kind of like solving concrete problems, and it creates some kind of framework to work in. Company is a great, great vehicle to get your ideas forward. It, it moves fast. You have much more control over it. When things go well and discoveries are made, it's, it's really awesome. Awesome, but at, at, at times it can be really frustrating. Finally, I asked Samuel if he had any advice for scientists or innovators who might be thinking about starting their own company. I would say go for it because I think, I think also we're reaching to a point that biomedicine is also kind of industrializing and we're moving to a phase that it's no time to put it into action and really, really apply this. So there's a lot of, lot of great discoveries that just way to be applied into real life and it's really re- rewarding to see it the, your inventions or your ideas being used just just to be able to work with patients and give back to them and that's that's really rewarding and motivating so ngs is enabling blueprint genetics to cost effectively test multiple genes across multiple medical conditions higher sequencing throughput and lower costs should drive genetic testing toward whole genome sequencing But that's all for now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you won't miss any of our interviews with genomics experts. Join me next time when I'll be talking with Drs. Christine and Todd Wiley from Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, Missouri. We'll be discussing viral metagenomics and NGS as a comprehensive viral diagnostic tool here on the Illumina Genomics Podcast.